Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of SSG, aka Split Screen Gaming, aka the greatest source of your gaming news, aka that's not true. It's your boy David. What's up, Chandler? Hey, what's up, David? How are you doing? Good, man. Well, super early this morning, so uh, so I mean, like you were yeah. like you were saying earlier on our phone call, bro. It's a blessing to just wake up. Yeah, it's just a blessing, you know, just waking up, just seeing this beautiful day, you know? Well, it's all that fun, dude. I know, man. Well, we got, even though the coronavirus is slowly creeping into our our, uh, our beautiful home of Tennessee, Society. it's a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a epidemic almost. I know, well, it's definitely What's an up? epidemic. It's crazy because, like, not that many, you know, according to, like, some of the other diseases that are out there, not that many people are dying, but it's just spreading a lot quicker. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, in Italy, they've pretty much shut down the entire country. Right. So, well, that's, uh, that's not guys, good. Guys, if you want to support us, you can support us at splitscreengaming slash patreon.com, or you can get us an email at splitscreengamingworld at gmail.com, or you can send us anything, man. Send us a, a question, we'll answer it on the podcast. Or if you just totally disagree with what we're saying, you can also flame us on there as well. No guarantee that our yeah, feelings please. won't be hurt, yeah. but... <laughs> we accept it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just let us know, uh, guys. We, we wanna, we wanna hear from you. So and get better at this. for sure, for sure. And so, dude, uh, Chandler, I know we've been talking, man. And this yeah. is something uh, I should have brought to you before we started recording. But uh, I've been thinking, like, if we can start a, if we, we should start up a Discord because, um, I mean, yeah. we're, ga- we're, I mean, we're gamers. Yeah. Like, we, we're not even using one of the coolest gaming platforms that's out there. You know, some guy messaged me the other day, or not really the other day, but like several months ago, about um, getting on Discord because he wanted me to like, or he wanted to offer me a gig on Discord, but like I was on a freelance site and I was like, why not just tell me what you want there? But it was really sketchy. Yeah, that sounds, so, that sounds uh-huh. sketch. Why would he want to transfer you over to another site? Like communication is communication. Yeah, yeah. so... But anyway, hey, remind me to ask you about you that about freelance, uh, freelance website though when we finish. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. But uh, did you hear about E three? You know, being uh being reportedly canceled. Of course. And uh, yeah. So uh, what about uh Xbox Series X or uh Nintendo? Well. Nintendo never really uh, bro. All the developers though who were going to attend, man. Like, what is what is going to happen, bro? I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Let me let me read over this article by uh, the New York Post real quick. So, yeah. Um, I'll just start from the beginning. The Electronic Entertainment Expo, the video game industry's biggest annual event, will reportedly be canceled because of the coronavirus epidemic. The Entertainment Software Association, the industry group that organizes the massive conference known as E3, is expected to announce the cancellation on Wednesday, according to Bloomberg News. But everyone knows it's canceled by this point. That's a side note. The group told partners in Tuesday memo that is exploring options for an online E3 event this summer. According to Bloomberg, the cancellation was first reported by the tech publication Ars Technica. So, I mean, mm. I thought this was pretty funny okay. about this article is that uh, that video game label developer Digital hinted at the possibility that the event would be scrapped in an ominous Tuesday tweet. And it, in quotes, it goes, cancel your E3 flights and hotels, y'all. Y'all. Oh, my I know. God. I mean, at least they're being honest. I mean, I know it, it would suck if you would have like spend the money to go out there and then it's like, oh, we're we're not doing it this year. So, uh, yeah, go home, be safe. So uh, my thoughts is if they're going all digital, that's pretty smart because Nintendo has done that already and Nintendo has done that successfully. So every major developer and publisher doing their own little Nintendo direct, I feel like it's the way of the future instead of actually having like a big auditorium and announcing these games and so forth. Yeah. Like here's the thing, man is like without the actual physical physicality of E3, the actual event, the actual things that come from it, because all a con- an expo like this is is to announce, you know, new products and put. It's almost like just showing face, uh, being there, knowing companies are there. But companies already were bailing out yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Nintendo wasn't there. Sony's not gonna wasn't gonna be there. Like there was companies already bailing out of E three. So that means that they they lost oh, yeah. interest in the value of E three. So now that it's you know supported, I mean supposed supposedly canceled, bro. Like 
I'm imagining that E3 is such a yeah, E3 is such a '90s thing anyway because it started out in like 1995 and stuff, and it was just like a small niche kind of event for like gamers and stuff. But the only reason that it grew in popularity was about around 1998, 2000, maybe when the uh, PS2 got announced. And that's when people were like, oh, wow, this is this is where we can get our uh, news and information. Like, I remember talking to this one dude that I work with um, at my job where like back in the day, if you wanted to watch these press conferences and stuff, you would have to go to like a game store and buy physical copies of like a DVD or like, you know, dissing stuff so you can watch it on a player. Mm-hmm. So there was no streaming and there was no YouTube. Let me so, ask you this. Yeah. So being, being that you said that and you and it says in the article that they're exploring options for an online E3 event this summer. So what do you think? If E3, if you think it's such a 90s thing, what do you think E3 could do? And not only E3, but other expos like it, like NAB or, or uh, some of the other ones. Um, what do you think they can do to continuously progress in a market that's obviously uh, changing into to a mainstreaming? Um, I would say, I I would say promote like direct videos to people. Because you can be creative with that a little bit more because you have the ability to edit clips and all that stuff and show what you yeah, want. Yeah, but don't you think... But also... I'm, just, I'm not trying to challenge. I'm just asking, like, but don't you think it's like smarter to go the Sony Nintendo route and just do that yourself in-house and probably a lot cheaper? Yeah. I mean, like, you can always, like, show your stuff during E3, like, a week before or, like, a few days before. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be attached to the show or to the event, but, like, you can just say, hey, we got these cool products coming out, you know. Um, I really haven't really given much too, too much thought into that, David. That's a really good question. Um, the actual like events, like going to like the um the the actual building and playing all these demos and stuff that that's not where I've actually put much thought into. Um, I mean, I think that's fine and dandy to like go out there and play these demos and mm-hmm. stuff, but like like some of them are not even like some of these games that they announce aren't even like available to play. So what's the point? Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Well, I think that's the thing. It's like it's the physical physicality of the event that seems to be dying. But one thing that you can't do, actually, you know, I don't even know if this is true or not. But one thing that was specific about E3 is that you had the conference. But I was, I mean, someone who like me who doesn't live in LA, someone like you who doesn't live in LA, people who live on the East Coast who aren't huge, uh, huge. We don't have pockets to go fly out for an event that we're not going to make any money at. It's like. Um, what is the, you know, what was the, what would we do in the past? And for the last, you know, how many years I've been watching E3, bro, like, I've always just caught up online or watched it live on YouTube. And the thing is, like, that's what exactly what I'm going to, I'm going to do this year. It's exactly what I'm going to do when E3 is gone. And it's probably not going to be through E3 anymore. It's probably going to be through PlayStation Direct, Xbox Direct, Nintendo Direct, and Developers yeah. Direct, you know Ooh. what I mean? And, yeah, and. The sad part about it, no, sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Um, the sad part about it is they're like this. It's gonna be the similar situation with the South by Southwest. You know that event got canceled, right? I know. And and like it, E3 is such a little economical boom over in LA. Granted, there's other things that help that city and that general area, but like all those people that work at E3 year by year are gonna be probably fired or laid off since this has uh occurred yeah, because they're because so they're a yearly not, expo and i know they have different avenues that they probably work in but they're it's a yearly yeah. expo like that's probably a i mean yeah i'm i'm assuming it's their largest source of income is e3 the, the actual mm-hmm. physica- physicality oh. the attendance um all that good stuff and the thing is here's the here's the thing is like this is one experience and i was going to say i don't know if this is true or not but this is one experience that i'm not sure how they can transfer into a streaming world which is how, you know, like a naughty a developer will throw together like a CD Project Red or a naughty any developers will throw together a 
a conference room where they invite press only to come in there and they have this giant like really elaborate demo you know what i mean and like it's not available mm -hmm. to the public like those are those yeah. are things that aren't given online those are like certain things that uh it helps people you know press journalists all those good all those good folks get in there uh, get a better understanding of what this company is doing whether it be a developer or a uh or a, a publisher whatever it is they're they're helping this company i mean they're helping the journalists understand what the game's all about so they can write some stuff about it so that's something and it's also the experiences that usually i hear about in all journalism like you know for instance that one Naughty Dog demo that no one has seen except for some press people. You know what I mean? So Yeah, and it's not available for, like, public Exactly, so that's one thing that, so, is, that is plausible for E3. But let me ask you this. If that's something that... If E3 does fall under, which, if I'm being honest, I think it this is pretty much the uh, RIP to E3, man. Our, our chance to ever go into E3 is probably done after this year. But... Uh, well, if this is the chance, like a, if this is anything, I think that developers, if they want to continue to do this, if this seems like that's something that's that's a that's a big big play for them is inviting these press people in. Like, what is what is it? What's different for them, the developers, to go? Okay, come th come to this. Like, we'll fly you out to this location. Like, we'll fly out like ten journalists out to this location from IGN or Games Radar or whatever, and you guys come to our actual location because people do that all the time. And they have yeah. a demo there yeah. if they really want to do it. And it's like probably the cost of what it would it be to attend E3 and set up a crazy booth and do all this crazy stuff. It would be the same cost of them just flying them out of there, coming to their actual headquarters or a non-disclosed location where they got this really cool thing set up for the press. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think developers, I mean, not developers, yeah. but pub, uh, press people and journalists, all this good stuff, like, they would probably love that. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that either. I think that would be a smart tactic for businesses to use. I mean, with like Oscar campaigns, like that's almost what oh, like Harvey Weinstein did where he would literally go to like uh, Academy members locations and showcase his movies to those people, um, which I mean, it's an aggressive way of doing it, but it's a smart way because, you know, it actually worked. So, yeah, I could uh I could see that like more direct information to the press people, more I guess of a somewhat luxury to like do that. So yeah, yeah I can and see it's that. also like like there's no middleman. I mean, I'm surprised E3's even lasted this long. It's like the middleman is E3 when Rockstar has been doing this for years. And I feel like we always talk about oh, Rockstar, yeah. but Rockstar barely showed up to E3. I think they showed up like once, right? Yeah, they showed once, and I mean, that was when they announced uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, so that's a... Uh, yeah, like, they showed up not... once to show a trailer, but they never, they really don't even walk, nobody from Rockstar hardly ever walks out on stage, gives this giant presentation, they hardly ever do that, they just go, bam, 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 here you go, they've been doing I... it for years, and it's been, I mean, look at them, they're the most profitable, one of the most profitable developers ever, and also... That's another thing to question because Rockstar's also very, they're one of the most secretive companies ever. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. I mean, the fact that they don't make as many games as they once did, and the fact that they announced these like codenamed project titles gives them the. Uh, well, also, idea no one, they don't let people private. pass their like, uh, they don't let, like, they don't do tours. Like, you know, Ubisoft, uh, some of these other, all these really? people. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, like they give tours to their facility, but like, think about it, bro. You've never seen like a, a, a um, what is it, Kratos, the making of whatever that thing was that we watched, that documentary, Grounded, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, you never see that about Rockstar. They're very secretive. I was reading something the other day where, when they were talking with Rockstar, Rockstar doesn't let them back in their, their like in their like headquarters area where they work. Like they're very secretive about that because I bet that they have business huh. practices and. uh business models and the way that they uh manage a workforce that is very that's how that they they are able to complete such massive games and do certain things uh they probably have a special way of working that they don't really want to give away to their to their competitors which i you know what i mean which uh, I, I totally understand that because i mean i've worked with as a video videographer i've worked with companies where we're shooting and they're like don't show this area because we don't want our competitors knowing how we do this and that and it's like that's pretty cool so yeah e3 i mean doesn't seem to be like Rockstar is known from the beginning. Like E3 is not 
uh, it's not a major a major thing for them like i guarantee like here no. here's the thing bro and i'll and i'll and i want to get your response to this here's the thing is like if right now everyone like if right now every developer every publisher every video game company like whether it be console whatever technology whatever said we're just going to start releasing videos on youtube to give you all the news we're not ever going to e3 again what good for youtube good for youtube what do you what would, like, you, would you bat an eye would you be like oh no e3 not honestly i feel like e3's been going downhill <laughs> lately since both nintendo and sony are out of it so in all honesty like i wouldn't mind if everything was showcased on youtube so exactly and it's like that doesn't here's the me. thing you know, there's pros and cons to it the pro is being that being that we you know we get it instantaneous we see it on youtube um it's direct to the people who want to see it the con being e3 is no longer a uh annual an annual uh, almost due date so for instance we know yeah, that like celebration yeah, we, well, we know that like yeah. when e3 comes we're going to get some new releases but now developers publishers whoever does not have that they don't have that pressure anymore to show up at e3 so they can release their stuff whenever so we might have to wait longer for news yeah so that's a that's yeah. a con to well, it remember when we were discussing about like this podcast's uh future and that we we wanted to do specific episodes on each press event well that doesn't seem like it's gonna happen now um yeah i mean that's definitely not gonna like, happen <laughs> yeah so i mean that there goes that for us but like in general dude like i feel like e3 a smart here's my idea what if they announce everything on youtube and then on like whichever console you own like the switch or ps4 or xbox one like what if they just release demos for those games for a limited time think about mm -hmm. that like how how hard is that to do because they already do it during e3 they could just, so they could just send it, out codes to specific people if they don't want to fly yeah. people out and do a demo that's a good idea like i mean they you can send yeah. a demo code to the entire like uh, kind of funny games crew or ign or whatever whatever and then like or send out five codes to ign they download the demos and play it yeah that's like t and maybe they even you know they have a they obviously they have to shine an nda and all that crazy stuff maybe i don't know but that'd be that's a good idea that's i mean the that's just one of those ideas i've been thinking about um because and we'll get into this later in the episode, but we both played Final Fantasy VII demo, mm -hmm. um, which is fantastic of a game. But, um, but yeah, so E3 is going down here, David. Um, Dude, well, here's the thing, man. We'll see where it goes. It's definitely getting canceled, but here's what E3 needs to do, yeah. and we'll end it off right here if you don't have anything to say. But E3 is going downhill. GameStop is going downhill, but one is making changes and the others is not, and that is GameStop. Oh, oh, dude, did you hear about this story about GameStop? Yeah. Um, um, so they're looking at Reggie to be the CEO of GameStop. Reggie who? Like Red, Reggie, Reggie from Nintendo. You're oh no way! Yeah. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Like, sir, I saw an article and I was like, this is probably fake, but. It's it was actually a legitimate article. Hang on, let me pull it up. Um, but yeah, they're looking at getting Reggie to be the CEO of GameStop, so that way he can make changes like he did at Nintendo. Um, which I'm like, okay, you're kidding, um, bro. You know what's crazy? That'd be nuts. Is, is it, does he? But he still has stake in Nintendo, right? Wade, holy shit! Okay. No, this is actually legitimate news. Okay, GameStop appoints Reggie Phil Aim a board of directors. Oh, okay. So nah, bro, that's huge for Nintendo. Yeah. Wait, is he still yeah. at Nintendo though, right? So, uh, no, he left Nintendo. Oh. That's why uh, Yeah, so he's um he pretty much left Nintendo, wanted to retire and I guess GameStop Oh yeah, cuz he released the he um, released the retirement video. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about this, bro. Breaking um, news. Is this breaking so news? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, it's literally a day yeah, ago. Yeah, this is this so. is breaking, but bro, this is dude. That's you know I like to hear that. That's good news. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's good for GameStop because Reggie's a pretty cool guy, and I think he knows how to do business. Oh, for so. sure. And here's the thing, and yeah. I've been hearing about this. Uh, it's crazy because I, I was I recently listened to the uh, the GamerTag Radio spot where they actually talked to one of the I think it was an HR representative of the new GameStop stores that they're releasing. Have you heard about that? No, I um, haven't. Check it out. It's on their on their podcast. If you haven't checked out their podcast, GamerTag Radio, they have it where he, they interview uh, GameStop. Uh, where they have these stores out, and I believe it's it's in Texas somewhere, but they're releasing these slowly releasing these new stores that are that are marketed towards hangout spots, and and it's okay. it's actually it's hard for me to explain because it's it's definitely an innovative concept, but check it out, um, and tell me what you think because it seems like they're moving in the right direction, at trying to switch up. Because okay. here's the thing, man, I do games. It's it's crazy. As E3 goes away, I'm not batting an eye. I'm not really sad about it. But if GameStop goes away, I kind yeah. of am sad because like GameStop, dude, like that's my that's our childhood, bro. Like going in there trading games, like trying to find as much change as possible to pay for a game, like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's that nostalgic feel, and like with me, dude, I've completely gone digital now, so yeah, I don't even go to GameStop anymore. Yeah, bro, it's. I mean, granted, I don't, I'm not opposed to going to a GameStop, but like if I wanted to buy a game or something, I'll just go to uh, the PSN store and get some Well, games. do you, what about um, like, would you go if they had a, more of a, if it was more of a uh, meet and greet type thing or is that not your thing? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I mean, literally what I do at a GameStop or when I did it was I would go to a GameStop, find a game or like or pre-order a game that I already, you know, had pre-ordered or buy or whatever. I'm, I'm pretty much confusing myself. But anyway, um, pretty much I would just talk to the to the guys there, to the cashiers and stuff, and we would talk about games, and it was actually an enjoyable time. Like, there was this one time that I was there, and I literally talked to the guy that was running the GameStop for, like, 30 minutes straight. Mm -hmm. And there was nobody, nobody that came in to like buy a game or anything because we were just you know talking 30 minutes straight so uh huh this is unrelated gaming news but uh harvey weinstein was sentenced to like 23 years in prison good so good. Uh, uh that's all i'm gonna say yep, about that good. yeah good yeah um he thought it was gonna be five but it's 23 so um yeah so what are those GameStops called in Texas? They're just called GameStop. I, I, I can't look it up, bro. Just look up GameStop revamp later on when you get some time. But uh, dude, I, I think it's gonna be really cool. And now that they got Reggie on on board, like, who who knows what he's gonna do? And he and I, and he left Nintendo on. Oh, good it's terms. gonna be a shift. Yeah, he, it, it wasn't like anything bad or any bad press that came out of it either it was like a genuine exactly hey i'm stepping down i'm moving on i'm retiring and now we got this guy named john bowser or is it john bowser it's pretty funny but uh as the ceo over at um america or nintendo His name's of bowser? America. you're kidding no i'm not kidding his name's like john bowser that's funny is it john bowser yeah well let me see. Well, it's cool, man. Reggie's. Up, uh, what's cool is that Nintendo has a good relationship with uh with Reggie because you know that could possibly lead to some, to some some business between Nintendo and GameStop. Which here's the thing: if anybody, yeah. if anybody really, 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 really is is all about the like the players, it's uh the players communicating with each other and interacting with each other. It's Nintendo. So if GameStop can some some way find a way to implement the the idea of like uh, multiplayer. Uh, locally to GameStop with Nintendo, then that is like a game changer. I mean, I would imagine I would love to see full eight player uh, lobbies of Super Smash Bros at GameStop with just a bunch of strangers like that'd be a blast. Yeah, yeah, you know, I actually have a theory about GameStop. Um, what if Reggie just came out and said, all right, GameStop, we're going to be a streaming service would you be surprised about that or would you bet an eye to that i would i would be pretty happy now that i've gotten xbox game pass and i understand the power of that 
Yeah. Dude. Which you've been enjoying that. Dude, I haven't. Here's the thing is that. I played one game from it, but knowing that what I, what I, dude, if, so I have an Audible account and I have that. It's 20 bucks yeah. a month. I, I actually canceled my AMC Stubbs account, which is, you know, from AMC Theaters where you can watch three movies a week. I canceled that to get an Audible yeah. account because I want to read more books. And then, and it was only 14 a month. I mean, 15 a month. And then I had that $5 of game. That's pass. what I have. And it's like twenty yeah. bucks. It evens out to this to one AMC Stubbs account, and and dude, the, bro, the Game Pass dude, there's, there's so much on there. You know me, like I'm, you know me, bro. I'm a PlayStation fan, but Xbox is making the moves, dude. Oh yeah, and they're better than you know ever since they announced the Xbox One because I I remember that tragedy. Um, no uh no use games, uh no trading, uh and a whole bunch of other things. But now that they've pretty much redeemed themselves through having more compatibility, like, look, dude, I was at my friend Morgan's house or not house apartment, and we were playing on the Xbox one and we were playing black ops Two, the, like, uh, an emulated version on the Xbox one, because, you know, they do backwards compatibility mm -hmm. and they add the Xbox 360 little animated intro. They add all these cool things. And like it plays fantastic on it. Like there, I had no complaints. Granted, it did freeze up um, one time we were playing in a nuke town, but other than that, we were just playing zombies. It was just fun and like getting to play all these older games and having a service where you could like literally, you know, play any games for a certain right. amount of money. Well, I'm, I'm That's almost overwhelmed huge. now because it has all these games that I haven't played, like Forza on there, and also it has entire Metal Gear. Uh, not Metal Gear, but uh, it's just a new uh, world. What's that? What's that game called? Uh, Gears of oh, War. I have Gears of War. Gears of yeah. War, on there, bro. And that's one series I never played, but I know it's great. So it's like I might try to play from number one and see what I can see if I can catch up. But yeah, man, Game Pass is cool. I don't want to talk about it for too long. We do talk about that quite often. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 oh, glad Reggie's. Do. I'm glad Reggie's on uh on on uh gamestop we'll see what happens bro if they become a streaming service that'll be dope because it'll be competitive with xbox and co competition's always good um yeah dude but dude so we have a lot of stories to talk about yeah. uh so we can continue on uh, if you want unless you got something else nah man uh, i mean that's my final i mean that's honestly my thoughts about the whole reggie thing but dude we played final fantasy oh, yeah. 7 remake. I forgot about that one demo yeah, dude. I I didn't even realize they came out with a demo until I went on Facebook, and one of my friends on Facebook said, "Well, looks like I'm not getting any work done tonight." And I mean, literally, he he took a screenshot because I discovered this, but they don't on PS4. They don't allow you to send a screenshot to Facebook yeah, anymore, they, they which is really that annoying. Facebook connection. Yeah. That's it's one of like, my favorite features about now, that but, connection. Even other than like adding friends yeah. from Facebook. Yeah. I don't really understand why they got rid of that, but anyway, like he took a screenshot and I was like, oh my god, they released a demo of Final Fantasy VII. I have to play this. Yeah. And so I literally went home and downloaded it. And it took me about two or three hours to beat it. But oh my god, dude, I'm so hyped like unbelievably hyped for this game like i actually so you played the game um or the demo but like at the very end it asked you if you wanted to buy it i just bought it or pre-ordered it already so yeah, well, you're a huge fan i uh i uh i actually didn't i got yeah. really close to the end but ended up having to get off because of first of all i got really mad because it was hard i actually chose to play oh on, yeah i actually chose to play on like on a uh, on normal so oh so it was I did that too. It was, it was hard. Yeah, you're yeah. But like I just got mad because I didn't have because I was already striped for time. I was trying to get through it, but then I kept dying. I was like, I'm gotta, I gotta get off. But dude, what I played was fantastic, and, and you know it's crazy because my first, it's my first FFs game ever. So yeah, which is congrats, dude. I mean, granted, it's uh, it's different uh from the original because the original was turned. That's what's so crazy. Is like, that's crazy. You said that because. I I told my friend at, at this company I was working with, I said, hey, man, like, I just played FF7 demo last night. It's my first one ever. 
I was like, dude, it it has so much, like it's so fleshed out. I was like, this sounds it's a really fun game. It's like it almost seems like it was ahead of its time to have all this stuff in it. And he was like, oh well, it didn't yeah. have that in there. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because he played it, and he was like, yeah, dude, it was turn based. And I was like, oh, so all the like hitbox gameplay that I'm playing didn't even exist. And he yeah. was like, yes, yeah, turn based, yeah. bro. And I was like, that's crazy. So not only is this a remake, it's like a con- completely new game almost. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's a completely different game. Like, granted, the story's still there, but like in terms of gameplay, it's completely changed. What's, what's wild of how is like I didn't even realize. Like, I can't even fathom it being turn based based off that demo. Like, I can't even picture that. Really, not at all. Because huh. I don't play. I have no, you yeah, know, I, I never play turn based games. They're not my style. Right. Right. So like I, I'm well, looking at it and I'm like, how does it how's it look turn based? It seems weird. Yeah. Well, the way and I thought this was pretty smart for them to do this, but the way they had implemented turn based into like the newer uh Final Fantasy uh seven remake is to make it where there's an AP system or or ATP system where pretty much after you do like a certain like special attack like casting fire, thunder, or something like that, or doing a limit, or doing, like, a special move, like, it goes down after you do, like, you know, after you release your special. Yeah. Like, the only way you can, like, get that up is by randomly attacking an enemy, which I think that's smart. And, like, of course, during battle, you can switch between different characters. So that's, uh... That that's was really pretty, cool. Uh, clever. Yeah. Um... What else did they do? Dude, I will I say that was pretty cool. it took me a minute to catch yeah. on to some of that, some of the, the the jargon of uh not jargon, but more so the 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 combat in that game because yeah, I didn't realize what that meant until oh yeah. like I didn't realize like you had to keep hitting it's, the person to get more. I was wondering why I kept running out, and I was like, bro, yeah, but dude. You have to just the more hit yeah. you take, it's like almost in a point accumulation, and then you can use those points towards magic or uh or potions Spec- and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And even items, too. Items, like, yeah. If you don't have... Yeah, if you don't... And that was the thing that threw me off. Because in the original, like... In the original, after your ATP was up, like, you could... Uh, or after your uh, character was up, or your turn, you could use items anytime. But, like, you know, in this game, you have to, like, do a number of attacks to get that up in order to use those items. So, like, let's say your character's down to, like... 200 percent life and the enemy does damage at like 150 you're like literally screwed if he does multiple attacks that's what i was thinking that's why i kept being so mad it's like yeah because you can't and it's also some of those are hard like some of those especially like the boss fights were hard to get in there and get some api up dude the boss fight man i think i mean granted i've seen other gameplays of like other boss fights and I thought it was very creative and very smart of them to use the layout of, like, the actual boss fight in order to, like, you know, either dodge their attacks or, like, use them as, like, you know, weapons and stuff or weaken the boss. I thought that was really smart. Yeah, that was cool and how they, how they, and, and switching from characters, like, each character has their own ability, like, so, for instance, when the, when the shield yeah. was up on that one robot, it, uh, you use Barrett. You had to use Barrett because he could shoot above it pretty easily. Like it was, yeah. it was, but yeah. you had to keep and, it. And also, while you're playing as Cloud, you had to try to keep Barrett alive because you know you needed him when that shield yeah. came up. Like it's actually yeah. very challenging. And then, yeah. And then, whenever that robot was using his like super powerful laser from his I tail, you would have to dodge it. Dude, that, that's kind of what got me. I was like, oh shit, I got to duck and cover. And basically, debris falling from the ceiling was your only way of, like, avoiding that. Um, but there's some other enemies that you would have to switch over to a different character. Like, for Barret, um, pretty much those, like, shooter guns, those, like, robotic guns that are, all, like, on top of those, like, um, that balcony of sorts. Like, you would have to use Barret to kill those machines. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, okay. Because in the original game, like, it was pretty much, you know, random encounter after random encounter, and you would face all these different types of, like, creatures and robots and people. And 
this time around they gave thought into the logistics of where those like animals where those beast monsters or soldiers or robots would be at and i thought that was really smart because in the original game um there's a certain level where it's like a, a, a like a very slummish alleyway yeah. but there's a creature called like monster house and it's like what it sounds it's a monster in a house and people were just wondering how they could implement that and there's probably a way that they could but i won't get into too much detail on that but uh yeah and they they keep with the story pretty well like they flesh out like all those characters a lot more than what they did in the original i thought like for uh barrett's crew like jesse and wedge and bridge or whatever their names are, like, they were just side characters. Like, you could talk to them, but they wouldn't have much thought. But in this time around, um, they really did flesh them out a little bit more. So I was excited about that. I'm just curious of, like, how long the game's going to be, the actual game, because there were rumors about it being, like, just 20 or 30 hours, but people are saying now, or reports are saying now, that it's going to be, like, really 50 to 60 hours. And it only takes place, the first part at least, only takes place in, um, in, uh, crap, <laughs> uh, Midgard. Um, Midgard was only playable for the first 10 hours of the original game. And then the rest was just the open world. So, th if that gives you any perspective of how big this game's gonna be, I mean, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, dude. That there's my thoughts. Yeah, man. I, that, you're such a huge fan of FS of, of Final Fantasy that it's it's probably like a huge like it's probably for you. It's like super exciting to see something like this come out. Oh, dude. I mean, this game's like a love letter to people. Like it's a love letter to the fans because people have been wanting an FS Seven remake ever since they did like a little demo of it for the PS3, and people thought oh, this is a remake, but, you know, it never came out. And then now people over the years wanted it, demanded it, have finally gotten what they wanted. So that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. But, dude, that Samurai Jack game. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Let's let's check that out. Um, so, I mean, we're 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 big fans of Samurai Jack. Me and David are. Uh, it it was pretty much a friendship starter. For us, like, I remember when we first met, other than, like, talking about making movies, was Samurai Jack. And when the fifth season came out, or was it, it was it, was it the fifth season or the sixth season? I can't remember. But pretty much, uh, we talked about each episode every night. So, yeah. So, we're huge fans of Samurai Jack. So, and they announced that game, dude. Yeah, they did. That's crazy, bro. Um, that, it's, I'm actually... I wonder if they're going to bring in anything new to the story. Uh, I doubt they are. They're probably going to keep it keep it as is. But I would, I mean, I would love to jump in jump in the hands of Samurai Jack and use some of his abilities, bro. Um, I'm he, he's such a he's such an interesting character too. And his his journey is so so nuts that like I wonder if that if the game is even going to explore that at all. But interesting enough, dude, it's being yeah. it's being uh being developed by Salel. Uh, that's a I've never heard of them before, but it's being published by Adult Swim. So. That's interesting. I mean, does okay. Adult Swim? I mean, I'm gonna look it up. Does it, I haven't seen any of their games. Like, they have quite a bit, though. I'm curious. Jeez. Oh, there was a game. <laughs> so I was looking them up too, and I typed in Samurai Jack game, and there was a game for the PS2 back in the day called Samurai Jack: The Shadow of Aku. Yeah. It looks like a standard Samurai Jack game. Okay, that's cool. Huh. Came out in 2004. That's sweet. Da, 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 da. Samurai Jack, Battle Through Time. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Battle Through Time release date 2020 in the summer of 2020. Oh. Well, that is swell. Have you looked? Have you seen anything I yet, yeah, bro? I just watched the video that, that came out, and the gameplay looks Are very you? hitbox. It looks like it's actually pretty fleshed out. I mean, other than. Uh, it does. I mean, the graphics are nothing insane. It looks like the the, the show, but like, I mean, it looks like a pretty. Yeah, there's not they, much information. They keep with on the it. art style. Yeah, the art style is very consistent. Yeah. but there's not much. I mean, there's not much on it. I just know it looks really cool, and 
if it comes out, like it'll probably be a day one for me, just because a day one purchase. I mean, because I mean, it's it's Samurai Jack, and it's my favorite animated series yeah. ever. Yeah, I I remember in the group we were talking about anime and stuff, and yours was like Samurai Jack, and I I I realized you said like Chandler's a big fan, and I thought you meant Avatar: The Last Airbender, but you probably meant like Samurai Jack. So <laughs> wait, wait, what did I say? Anime? I don't. Yeah, like, I think we were talking about anime, and, like, you said Samurai Jack was your favorite anime, and then some guy said Avatar The Last Airbender, oh, and then oh, somebody okay. else said group. another yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I, did, yeah. I did say that, but, yeah, but yeah man, it's it's, yeah. My, it's my favorite cartoon, uh, other than, you know, it's also on there with Courage of Calorie Dog, but, yeah, man, I'm excited to come out with a game. Oh, That'd my be, God. That's going to be a lot of fun, hopefully. Hopefully. I wish it was, honestly, I wish it was being developed by someone else. Or published by someone else. Really? Like, Adult Swims is cool, but I mean, what, I'm just what? judging. I've never played any of their games. I could be completely wrong, but I don't know if they have much of a track record. Nah, I mean, most of their games are like those Flash games that you would play on their website. That's what I thought. That's all they It games. is on Switch, yeah. though, so that's, that's a big pretty... plus for me. It's on Switch and Steam, so I'll get it on my Switch and I can play it on the go. It's probably not going to be full price either. Yeah. No, it's probably gonna be like thirty nine ninety nine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you, it's gonna be thirty nine. Something like that. But we'll see. We'll see, bro. Anything else we want to talk about, David? Um, dude, HBO's supposed to be adapting The Last of Us. Dude, dude, that's big. And I mean, people have already said that that guy who played Jamie Lannister could be a good uh. Joel. Yeah, they got they got uh, the they character. got what's her name too? Uh the one who plays Juno. I forgot her name. Yeah. To be like the, the uh Alan, Alan Page. Page like to play Elliot. Here's that's those are the obvious choices, but yeah, that'd be cool if they could if they could yeah. work it out. First of all, Jamie Lannister's voice yeah. isn't as unless he can, you know, adjust it a little bit, but his voice is not as raspy as Joel's at all by any means. But like uh No. I mean, here's the thing. The Witcher did fine. There's, you know, a few movies, show, I mean, a few shows, movies that have been pretty terrible when they're adapted to television. But The Witcher kind of changed that, changed that. Uh, and The Witcher was books, too. So, I mean, it's kind of different. The Last of Us. Yeah. Here's the thing. If it was being being uh, headed by anyone other than who they got, which is the, the creator of Chernobyl and Neil Druckmann himself, yeah. the creator and director of The Last of Us, then... Which I think it's a great choice. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, great choice. Like, like Chernobyl think, was good. Oh, I forgot you watched it too because I was. I think I recommended it, or you recommended it for me actually. You yeah, that? yeah, dude. I think yeah, dude. I I think Chernobyl's like a uh, a masterpiece. Me too. I thought that show was of a great. I mean, it, it had me interested in a in a rather uh, extensive subject that I wouldn't really be checking out otherwise. You want to hear a crazy thing about that? Like in high school, I actually did a report on Chernobyl, like a PowerPoint on that. Really? And like I already knew the information going into it, but like there's some details about it that I didn't know, like how secretive the USSR was keeping it and like the fact that they use miners to, uh, or like, you know, people that dig underground stuff to uh, pretty much sacrifice or like risk their lives to like, put down like radiation levels by just digging to these like caverns and stuff and putting dirt in them so uh yeah that's pretty crazy but i feel like it's a smart choice getting the showrunner for Genoa because i mean literally that could have been like the last of us could have literally been our future almost a post-apocalyptic wasteland yeah that, that'll be like um, that'll be a, a good per person to team up with because he definitely killed that series and Neil Druckmann obviously is a great director. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if his directing ability translates to screen, which I doubt it does because that's a whole different, whole different avenue. Um, and obviously, I've seen Grounded where he directed, you know, he's directing real actors on a on a mocap suits, which is still it's very good directing chops. But directing for screen is a yeah. lot different than directing a game, and and I think Neil knows oh, that. Definitely. That's why that's why he has teamed up with uh with what who is his, what's his name? Oh, Craig Mazin. I don't Craig know. Mazin, yeah. yeah. Mazin, whatever, but yeah. He direct, he's teamed up with him because, I mean, he's a great director. So if here's the thing. I would, yeah. I don't, you know, here's my only caveat. I'm cool with it as long as they don't touch Joe and Ellie's story. 
Yeah. Like, everyone's like, you don't want it to be changed. You don't want you don't want anything. I don't to want be them to just be a direct adaptation from the video game. The video like what what that okay. tells me if they if they make like a direct adaptation of the video game, one or two, whatever. But like if they do that, what that tells me is that video games will still not be respected as storytelling uh, avenues. Because yeah. uh, most yeah. people who most consumers most people who watch stories haven't played the Last of Us. It's mostly gamers and game consumers who played The Last of Us who know it's a great story. But my mom doesn't know The Last of Us is a great story, even though I'm sure she would if she watched it she would. But like you know what I mean? See that was yeah, and and that's yeah, frustrating. That was the same thing. Sorry, no, bro. It's, it's, it's just frustrating to see, see that because like if they adapt it in that sense, then it's like they're only it's only like digging into the idea that video games aren't even a, a storytelling platform um so i would love if they took another route like if they maybe if they told someone else's story in the same world like i'd be down yeah yeah it's kind of the same way when they adapt anything really because like for instance avatar the last airbender when they adapted that as the last airbender i was hoping that they would keep the integrity of the story and the characters in it but they didn't they screwed that up and it was really really frustrating and just the world building, I mean, the world building was just not there. And, you know, with a series, I feel like they have that advantage to do that because they have more time and more characterization to go over. Yeah, that's so, true. And, and, and have, the, that's why The Witcher is successful. And uh, that's why also it sucks because that I, the same way you felt about Avatar is the same way I felt about The Dark Tower um, with, by Stephen King yeah. is that they that fit. Like, why do they think... Even today, why do they keep thinking that putting multiple movies, I mean books, into one movie works? I mean, they it's failed time and time again. Why do people keep doing that? It must be a financial thing because TV shows, like The Witcher, it's a financial thing. It has to be, bro. Like because The Witcher is a TV show, it did great. Like The Dark Tower is a book series. Why on earth would you think that that would translate into a movie super well unless each movie was a book? And then also they did the same thing with with a series of unfortunate events when they had Olaf played as a that one guy. Freaking, yeah! All the way in all yeah, those cramming yeah, three books into one movie, you could just in the series has done a lot better on Netflix. It's just frustrating that that keep they continuously make the same mistakes, even though it's proven to be a mistake. Well, the fact that like the fact that they do that now is because they saw Game of Thrones do that, and that was a success. Even though I mean the last season, let's face it, but it was a. Um, because they realize you can tell more story and you can get more content out of the book if it was a series now. And, like, literally, when they were first developing the show, somebody approached them and said, hey, why not make Game of Thrones into a two-hour movie? You know how bad that would have been? Mm -hmm. Like, straight up, that would have been awful. That would have been terrible if they would have done that. Because there's so much characterization that goes into the book that wouldn't be shown in a movie, per se. Um, but I'm ah, I'm looking forward to This Last of Us Part 2, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually, like, pretty pa- Part 2, I'm actually sort of excited for Part 2. The show, we'll see what happens. I'm not looking oh, forward yeah. to it um, until, they, until we see some proof yeah. of concept and it looks dope. But uh, I, I'm actually excited. Yeah. I hope, uh, what, I, what I'm excited about is that and this is, we're, I mean, I know we got to get off here soon, but what I'm actually excited about is after The Last of Us 2 is out, bro, what is Naughty Dog going to work on next? Like, it's probably going to be a new I, uh, IP. Yeah. They could always work on Last of Us Part 3. They but, could, but I, I kind of want, like, I'm a, I don't think they're going to... The story to I, end. I, honestly, like, I'm a little nervous because we don't even know if Last of Us 2 is going to be good. I mean, that's just, we're just making speculation. I have high hopes, obviously. Like... But, like, yeah. we have no clue. Like, every company, like, even Rockstar has made bad games. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I know what you mean, dude. I mean, back in their uh, early days, they made all these really shitty computer games. And, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, who knows? It might not, it but, might not uh, be as good as we're all hyping it up to be. I hope it is. And, I, 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 th- I mean, I have no reason to believe otherwise right now than it will be. But, like, I, yeah, I just, yeah. I would love to see... The last I would love to see like something new from from uh from Naughty Dog like a bro, what if they came out with some like I don't know what if they came out with their version of a of a uh I don't know a, a futuristic game or something you know what I mean like I don't know we'll who knows oh that pretty yeah so uh I 
I want to tell you this, but um, have you ever watched the series Castlevania? I haven't. On Netflix? Oh, dude. Okay, so it's part of the best example of a uh, video game adaptation. Like, hands down. Um, and the first season is just four episodes long. They came out with a third season this year, which is ten episodes, so that gives you any perspective. And then the second season was eight but they wanted to see if people would like the show, which is four episodes. And they do a pretty well job at just making four episodes and getting you hooked. So I would highly recommend you watching that um, because I really want to talk to somebody that has watched that show uh, because it feels like my friend group hasn't, like the majority of my friend group hasn't known or seen that show. So... I highly recommend you watching that. It's hands down the best video game adaptation. Really, I'll ever. check that out then. I, I, yeah. Since you, if you vouch for it, I'll, I'll do it because everything you usually recommend is pretty fire. So, fair warning: it is pretty brutal. So, warning? You um, mean you mean uh, excitement? I'm trying to see. I'm yes, trying to see people's excitement. I'm trying too. to see somebody's esophagus <laughs> get torn out. Yeah, you see that. <laughs> like, I'm not Dope. joking. You actually do see that. <laughs> So, um, yeah, dude. I think this has been a, a pretty great uh, episode. Know, we, have so, we had so much news to chat about. Like, who knows what's gonna happen? Oh bro. yeah, breaking some news. Yeah, bro, Reggie, dude. Reggie. But uh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to sign us off, bro? All right, guys. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. If you want to send us an email, check us out at splitscreengamingworld at gmail.com or you can support us on Patreon.com/slash/splitscreengamers. And as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode of Split Screen Gamers. Um, We're trying to expand the podcast. There's a lot of things we want to do. We have ideas. We want to go to cons. We want to play games and give you guys reviews. The thing is, if you want to support the podcast, we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash split screen gamers. Everything is welcome. But if you don't have it, just tuning in is just enough for us. We love to have you guys listening in and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Also, if you'd like to ask us a question, feel free to email us at splitscreengamingworld at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys and hear your thoughts. Or if you'd like to do some Q&A stuff, we'll feature it on the show. But anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode of Split Screen Gamers.